Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How are you feeling today, my friends? Feeling good? Feeling strong? Feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, I want to remind you, an apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast, so if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. Hey, I want to remind you too, Famous Apple and an Apple a Day podcast is heard in 72 countries now. 72 countries are listening to an Apple a Day. They're part of our community. And I want to welcome everybody, everybody. So I just wanted to point that out. (laughs) I'm bragging a little bit. 72 countries listen to an Apple a Day podcast every day, every day. And our numbers are showing it. Thank you, everybody. Now, that being said, I need you to go over to our group page on Facebook. I need you to join in the conversation over there. I want you to go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. That's our Apple a Day group page. And there you're going to find conversations going on. There's a couple of polls. You can answer questions on it for fun. You know, give your opinion on certain things, ask questions, answer some questions, make friends. There's people over there, they they sit there and they they watch the board to change all day. And we just need some participation, and I need you to go over there. So go over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living and join in the fun. I'm there a lot, so we can have a conversation online ourselves. Anyhow, how are you making out? You getting your medication? I'm going to keep hopping on the medication thing. I want to make sure everybody's getting the medication that they need. They deliver. I'm going to keep hopping on that too. They deliver. They'll deliver right to your doorstep. Or you can go to the, go to the pharmacy if you want now. Put on a face covering. Make sure you're, you're safe. Socially distance yourself from other people in the store. And go to the store. Pick up your prescriptions if you want. But get your prescriptions. Now another thing. Your doctor's appointments. Very, very, very important. I don't want to hear any excuses. You don't want to go to the doctor's office because you're afraid of being around sick people. They're still doing virtual visits. Medicare is paying for the virtual visits. The insurance companies are still paying for the virtual visits. There's no excuse. And to tell you the truth, and I've said this before, the virtual visits, I find, are much better than going to the doctor's office. The only thing they can't do on a virtual visit is uh, surgery. (laughs) And uh, blood draws. You know, you can't draw a lab, so you might have to go to the lab. Now, I go to the lab every other week, and I use Quest. And Quest is set up that there's not too many people in the waiting room, and they're socially distant. The seating is all arranged, so you're six feet apart. It's one, two, three, you're in and out. There's no big wait time. If you got to go for labs, go for labs. But do your virtual visits. And the same thing, too, with your rehab, because... Once you lose it, it's gone. So you have to keep up with your rehab. Get a hold of your your rehab doctors 
and do the Zoom visits with them. My sister-in-law does a, she has a personal trainer, believe it or not. And they do it over Zoom. They do personal training. So they can do your rehab over Zoom also. And you'll keep gaining. That's the whole thing. You want to keep gaining. You want to keep getting better. You want to keep getting stronger. And it's up to you. It's not up to the doctors. It's not up to the rehab people. It's not up to the pharmacist. It's up to you. You have to do what's right for you and make sure that you're doing it. We got a good one for you today. I've had some discussions with some people, people that are talking about, you know, they can't make ends meet, they're home, they're bored, and they're looking for ways to make extra money. You know, we're going to discuss that. We're also going to discuss, I have some information from Social Security itself about reaching them during this COVID-19 pandemic. And I also have some information about face masks, again, that you're going to want to hear because you may be spending money on things that are no good. So we're going to talk about that also. And a couple of other things. So sit back, relax, and let's get started here. Before we move on here, I want to tell you a little story. It's about growing up in New York City, particularly the Bronx. The Bronx was a great place to grow up. And this past week, we lost two superstars from the Bronx. Regis Philburn, who you know from Regis and Kathy Lee or Regis and Kelly. Uh, He passed away this week. But someone you might not be aware of was Pepe Cardona. Pepe Cardona was a member of the singing group Alive and Kicking. Alive and Kicking was a one-hit wonder in the 70s. They made a record called Tighter and Tighter. Pepe was one of the most animated, (laughs) funniest guys I've ever met. And what a voice. What a voice. And he passed away on Monday evening this week from pancreatic cancer. We're, We're missing two stars from the Bronx this week, Regis and Pepe. But what a great place to grow up. What a great place. So many so many superstars came out of the Bronx. Dion and the Belmonts, like I said, Regis, Pepe Cardona, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Uncle Junior from the Sopranos, born and raised in the Bronx, Big Pussy from the Sopranos, born and raised in Pelham Bay in the Bronx, still lives there. Yeah, the Bronx was a wonderful place. But like I said, we're missing two stars this week. Rest in peace, Regis. Rest in peace, Pepe Cardona. If you get a chance, go over to YouTube. Look up the song, Tighter and Tighter. It was a one-hit wonder for Alive and Kicking. And Pepe Cardona is the lead singer. He's there with the woman up in front singing, Tighter and Tighter. Look it up on YouTube. Great song. If you didn't grow up in the 70s, Hey, you might not know it, but I'll tell you what, listen to it once, you won't be able to get it out of your head. <laughs> Again, rest in peace, Regis. Rest in peace, Pepe Cardona. We miss you guys. All right, we'll move on here. I have a message here from Mike Corby, the Deputy Commissioner for Communications for the Department of Social Security. The message is entitled, Important Information About Reaching Social Security During the COVID-19 Pandemic. During the current coronavirus pandemic, we continue to provide help to you 
and other people in your community. While our offices are not providing service to walk-in visitors due to the COVID-19, we remain ready and able to help you by phone with most Social Security business. You can speak with representatives by calling your local Social Security office or our national 800 number. You can find local office phone numbers online by using the Social Security office locator. We offer many secure and convenient online services where you can apply for retirement, disability, and Medicare benefits, check the status of your application or appeal, request a replacement Social Security card in most areas, print a benefit verification letter, and much more. Although you can do most of your business with us online, we know that service channel isn't right for everyone. You can still count on us by phone. If you have a critical situation that we cannot help you with by phone or online, we may be able to schedule an appointment for you. If you need help, please don't wait until you can see someone in person. Call us and get the help you need. And we also understand that getting medical and other documents can be difficult due to the pandemic. So we're continuing to extend certain deadlines wherever possible. So there you have it. They're not open yet, but they're open virtually and they're open by phone and they're trying their best to work with you. So take care of what you have to take care of with Social Security. If you have important questions, go online. You're online right now listening to listening to this. So evidently you have the technology. Do it. And you know what? When you get a minute, you bring yourself up to speed on Social Security. Go to ssa.gov and explore the website. You can get a lot of questions answered. Matter of fact, you may get questions answered that you didn't even know you had questions about. So it's a good place to go explore. You kill, you kill a couple hours. Maybe, maybe not a couple hours. You might kill an hour going through the site over there. You'll find out things you didn't know. So... Take a shot over there. It's www.ssa.gov. And look up some of your questions over there. And if you can't, if you can't find the answers that you need over there, give them a call. All right, let's move on here. All right, we have more on face masks here. This here report comes out of Phoenix, Arizona, but this pertains to the rest of the country. Mask mandates are in place in cities across the country, and these mandates are increasingly banning the use of masks that have valves. Though these one-way valves are designed to help provide more comfort by allowing air to escape the mask when the user exhales, that function also allows the virus to spread. It defeats the purpose. They are unfiltered. Those valves are a path of least resistance, so to speak. It's easier to exhale and get rid of the heat and the moisture. But in addition to exhaling heat and moisture, wearers are ex exhaling viral droplets and particles as well. A spokesman for Arizona's Maricopa County, which has specified in their mask mandate that valve masks do not comply with the county's masking requirements, wrote that the county ban was based on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommendations against the use for valve masks in healthcare settings. So these valve masks are dangerous, okay? I know you hear people saying, well, it, it makes me comfortable to wear them. Well, 
It may make you comfortable, but you're, you're endangering people around you. You're endangering your families and your friends and the people that you come in contact with. The more layers on a mask, the better. The valve is not a layer. The valve is an, is an escape hatch that's allowing the droplets, as it says, to come out. And that's the last thing we need. We need to stop the droplets from coming out, the viral droplets. You can't even go into certain medical centers. Here in New York, if you have a valve mask on, they make you take it off and they give you one without it. You can't go in with these valve masks or you have to put a, a, another mask over the valve mask. I was in the doctor's office yesterday where the doctor had a valve mask on and he had to have another mask on over the valve mask. This is no joke. This is no joke. And I'm really getting tired of seeing these pictures of people in Florida, in California. They're on the beach. They're, there's no social distancing. They're out there, no masks. And oh, it's a big joke. You know, places that opened up early, like uh, Georgia. Georgia's shutting down again. Texas. Texas is shutting down again. Arizona. Arizona is shutting down again. Oh, remember Miami? People want to get back on the beach. Yeah, well, now look at them. They're shutting down Miami. All because people ran out and they, they don't want to wear the mask. You know, the sooner everyone complies and does what they're supposed to do, the sooner we can t get a handle on this. I don't know what's so hard to understand. What's the problem there? Protect yourself. Protect those around you. If you don't want to protect yourself, protect those around you. It's a mess for Christ's sake. Big deal. Is it going to kill you? It's going to kill you not to wear it. And all these stupid shortcuts. Oh, I, I want to I put a valve on so I can breathe easier. Oh, I have a doctor's note. I can't, wear, I can't wear a mask. Come on. Grow up. It's time to grow up. Let's move on here. I was in a private chat room the past week. I was watching a conversation go on between people. And this chat room was for disabled people. Not one of ours. It was somebody else's, and I was invited to it. So I was just watching the conversations go on. And one of the predominant conversations was people saying that they can't make ends meet on Social Security disability payments. And I can attest to that. It, it, it's pretty hard. But, you know, if you get yourself into the right groove and, you know, you can, you can do it. You can do it. It's tough. It's tough. You're giving up a lot of the creature comforts that you were used to, but it'll help you through. And one of the things that, like the gist of the conversations I was getting is that these people are happy, not happy, but satisfied, I think is a better word, to, to be on Social Security disability. This is the be all and end all of where they want it to be. So now they're home and they're collecting a check but now they're not happy with that check. So now they want to find a way to make more money. And they're, you know, they're going back and forth. And they all have these different bends, these different uh, uh, thoughts on what you can do. One person was saying, well, you can earn money up to $700 a month and nobody can bother you. Nobody can touch you. And the way that they're saying it, it's, it's like uh, Social Security disability is the bad guy. Someone else said it's $800. Someone else said it's $500. Someone else said, no, if you're on Social Security disability, you can't make any more money. Someone else said, and this is, this, I've heard this several times before, that you can go back and apply for a higher pay 
higher rate of pay due to the nature of your disability, how severe your disability is. Let me tell you right off the bat, that's a lot of horse crap. Social Security disability does not pay you on the severity of your disability. Social Security disability pays you on the amount of money you you have earned before you got hurt and how much you contributed to the Social Security Disability Fund. It has nothing to do with the severity of your disability, unlike other insurance companies, but Social Security is an animal amongst its own. And thank God it's there. But let me just give you some facts. Number one, you can earn money while you're on Social Security Disability. For the general recipient, you can earn $1,220 a month without falling into that SGA, that significant gainful uh, amount of money. So you can earn up to $1,220 a month as a general beneficiary. Now, if you're blind, you can earn up to $2,040 a month if you're blind. But let me just say this. You know, they're to, I'm listening to these conversations and they're saying, well, I can get a job at the local grocery store. I can get a job. If you can get a job at a local grocery store, why can't you return to work? Isn't that the goal? Shouldn't that be the goal that we're returning to regular jobs? It shouldn't be the goal to stay on social security disability for the rest of your life. I mean, don't get me wrong. If your disability is that bad that you have to be, well, thank God it's there. No, nobody's knocking you if you are on Social Security Disability the rest of your life. I'm not doing that. That's not what I'm meaning to say here. But if you're that able-bodied that you can say, well, what they're paying me, just say, for, I'm, I'm just going to throw out numbers here. These aren't accurate numbers by any stretch of the imagination. But just say, just say you're getting a check every month for $1,000, and that's not enough to carry you. But now you can go out and earn up to $1,200 besides that. If you went out in the real world, now you could earn a lot more than that. Wouldn't that be better than to sitting at home? I think it would. I would trade places. If, I, if it was possible, I would. Unfortunately, I'm one of those ones that are going to be here the rest of my life in a wheelchair. Unfortunately. But, you know, too, you have to accept your fate. You have to accept what's put in your hands. But these people, they're talking like if you're, if you're that sick that you have to be home 24 hours a day. Now you're talking about getting up and going to work. Well, then go to work. I don't understand that. Now, if you wanted to make money off of hobbies. Now, some people have hobbies. They paint pictures. They, maybe they take pictures. There's places you can sell those online. You can sell them on eBay or Amazon or, you know, there's, there's tons of places. And make a couple extra bucks in your pocket. But these people were talking about making like a second career around or behind the back of Social Security disability. And I just don't understand that mindset. Now, something else while we're on that subject. I want you to take a look at YouTube again. All right. Plug in the words, type in the words, social security fraud. Type those words in and see what comes up. Look at the things that stupid people are doing that are jeopardizing their benefits and jeopardizing their family security. I don't understand how people can be this asinine. There's one guy, and this is funny, comes up first all the time. This guy it claims to be legally blind. He's collecting Social Security disability. Well, I don't know what happened, but I guess they didn't believe him. But they have an investigator following him around. 
So they, they followed him to the doctor. His wife helped him in. It was, it was pathetic. He, could, he was bumping into doors. He's feeling the walls. He gets in. He goes to the doctor's appointment. Then they show him his wife's helping him out, getting him into the car. They drive home. Well, half hour passes when they get home. And then you see the blind guy. All right, This is the blind guy that had the, the, the black glasses on and everything. Come out and by himself, no wife, no, no seeing eyes, no cane, no nothing. Get into the pickup truck that his wife drove him to the doctor with and drive off down the road. <laughs> and they got it all on camera. He comes back. Now, this is the same blind guy. He went through, he went through a fast food restaurant drive through Comes back. And then he goes into the garage, comes out with his lawnmower, and starts cutting his grass. And this is the guy that's legally blind. I mean, please, people, you know what? I would have reported him. If I seen him, I would have reported him. I told you the other story about the guy that went to court, had the cast on his foot or the brace on his knee, whatever it was, hobbled into court with the cane and the crutches and the neck brace and the this and the that. Then they followed him home, and <laughs> they followed him to a kickboxing class. Come on, come on. You know, it's bad enough. People, right now, this country's economy is tanking. So they're looking for ways to recoup money. So even though Social Security's offices may be closed, investigators are still out there. If you're faking, you're going to get caught. And if you know someone that's faking, turn them in. Because it's going to affect the rest of us. If you know somebody that's faking, turn them in. Because eventually it's going to affect our benefits. And those of us that need it, we have a hard enough way to go about it. These people are trying to avoid going back to work for whatever reason. They're, they're trying to supplement their unemployment. So whatever. All I know is the people that need Social Security disability are the ones that are going to get hurt in the end with these fakers and these frauds. Turn them in. Okay, let's move on here. Uh, I just want to point out on the last segment there, I just want to remind you to be careful of who you get your information from. Like I said, in that chat room, they were telling people different amounts of money that you could make. Can you imagine if they gave an amount that was too high and someone believed it? Imagine the trouble you'd be in with the Department of Social Security. You could lose your benefits. Always make sure that you check their sources. When someone gives you some information, always ask them where they got their information from and check it yourself. Whenever I give you information, I always tell you where I got my information from. So please be careful. Be careful where you get information from. Don't take anyone at their word. Always double check it for yourself. Be safe. Okay? Hey, I want to thank you for coming by today. I want to thank you for being a regular listener. I want to thank you if you're a new guy, new lady, stopping by here for the first time. Welcome. And I want to remind you, stop by www.famousapple.com. Check out the homepage for the podcast. And I also want you to stop by www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. And stop by the Living with a Disability group page. You don't have to be disabled to go there. Go in, make some friends, maybe share some suggestions, some tips. Maybe you can help someone. Maybe someone can help you. But just go over, participate, have some fun, answer some questions. Now, speaking of questions, 
Next week on the podcast, one of the segments we're going to discuss is, are you sending your children back to school this year? If your school opens, are you sending your kids back to school? Or are you going to opt out for virtual school or even homeschooling? We're going to discuss that on Friday this week, this week coming up, and uh, plus a couple other things. So it's something to think about during the week. Let me know what let me know what your opinions are on that. You can answer it on the Facebook page or you can send me an email at admin at famousapple.com and we'll put all the opinions on the podcast. So again, thanks a lot for stopping by and I want to remind you of one thing. Things can always be worse, my friends. Remember, right now there's someone somewhere wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse. You've been listening to an Apple a day. My name is Jimmy Apple. And I want to leave you with one more thing. The best medicine, the very best medicine you can have is laughter. Remember that. Take care, my friends. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.